1450 WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. My name is Jane Cormier, and welcome back to Artful Living. Is it B R I C K S? B R I X. B R I X. New word for Scrabble. I never knew that word. Bricks. We have silver singles. <laughs> But, well, that, you know, that's what you do when you're outside. Ooh, the show must go on. <laughs> right. Hello, everybody out there. This is Jane Cormier with Artful Living here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and our new transmission in 101.9 FM in Manchester. So uh, we're thrilled to be with you today. For those of you that haven't been... Uh, with Artful Living before. Uh, this is a very cool show. We have conversations with people on the full spectrum of artful living. And uh, that can really have a definition that is very different for everybody. Um, but certainly we do like to talk about the performing arts because as director of Piccola Opera and as a music teacher, it's always fun to talk about the different performing arts. But it's also nice to discuss um, what people, when they come in, they're our guests, what, what moves them? What, how does art change their life? And so this is a show about conversations. And uh, we have a guest today, and uh, Rosa Kutcher is here as our guest. Hello, Rosa. Hello. Thank you for coming in. Well, thank you for having me and inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. We're all about conversations. We're going to have a conversation today. And uh, Rosa is actually the mom of uh, one of my students from the Founders Academy uh, and, and also a singer at uh, the Youth Piccola Opera. But I've had a lot of good conversations with Rosa over the past couple of months, and I thought that it might be kind of fun for us to have a conversation today. So uh, we're thrilled that you're with us. Thank you very much. It's kind of cold out there right now, it is. isn't it? <laughs> yes, we're like, Ooh, even the radio station, it's a little chilly, which is uh, not always the way, but that's okay. I'm glad you came out. So we're going to have our conversation um, on Artful Living. And we were talking a little bit before um, about what we would talk about in context right here of the show today. But you did bring up your first memory, which I thought was kind of interesting, <laughs> right, of yeah. art, of <laughs> quote art. And uh, maybe we could share that with our audience. Sure. Uh, I was sharing that uh, one of my earliest memories was my mom used to teach a couple classes in seminary and she had come over to me and she said, Rosa, can you, can you draw a map for me? It's a map of Israel. And I remember it was on a white poster board and I still remember the outline of the shades <laughs> and the crayons that I used and she loved it and she used it in her teaching. So oh that was goodness. one of my earliest memories. So how old were you? Uh, I was probably seven or eight. Okay. So do you think that that, what did that, what did that do? What was that, what was that supposed to, the, the, the Israel mm -hmm. making that map, what was that the beginning of for you? I've always loved to doodle and I was always doing uh, characters and koala bears. They were my favorite. And, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> it, it just brought this inner joy within me okay and so i was glad to share that that's awesome <laughs> isn't that what artful living is supposed to be about yeah. right it, mm -hmm. when something fills you with that joy like you talked about 
the expression of that is always a good thing for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so it's a sharing, really, it's a sharing. So did uh, you follow that with, you know, as you grew, did you continue to, you know, become an an artist? I did. I went to uh, high school and the high school that I went to, they had one week co-op and one week academics. And my, my love was art. So they had a commercial art program and for four years, I would do what? one week of commercial art and the other week Where was, was this? in Tingsboro. Holy moly. I, I mean, how great is that? Yeah. Is yeah. that school still around? It is. It's Greater Lowell Regional Vocational Technical High School. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have enough of that, I think. No. I think we need more hands-on like that. I think so, too. What a great education. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's it's centered on what your passion is mm-hmm. rather than trying to dictate, Yeah, you know? So you spent four years mm-hmm. in that program. Mm-hmm. And, and what was what was your goal coming out of, of the school? I remember my dad sharing, you know, you could possibly work for Disney. And although oh. that would have been nice, I was content just working in an environment where there was art. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a specific goal as much as I just wanted to create. Right. Um, I remember uh, Joseph Lima um, and uh, my teachers, one of my teachers was Mr. Lautenschlager. <laughs> and they did commercial arts, so it's a lot of a lot more technical. Um, wasn't anything about fine arts, in, okay. um, but I loved it. It was fonts and you know, creating fonts and doing all these things. And there was one point where one of my teachers said, there's a contest. And I was like, oh, and he said, I really think that you would do really well. And I would be competing against college age students and universities. And I said, I'll try it. Um, And it was for uh, mechanical drafting. And so what I did was I ended up making these letters and the word was magic. And every letter was sort of formed into or transformed into um, a character. And uh, I ended up winning. Oh, my goodness. How awesome is that? It was, it was, I didn't even know how that all happened, but it was amazing. And I received a monetary reward, a certificate. I was in their (laughs) newsletter. I was in the newspaper. That's so cool. Yeah. Congratulations on that, right? You didn't even, you probably weren't even going to, um, you know, join. And Mm -hmm. look, you ended up winning. Right. How many were, how many entrants were there? Oh, hundreds that I remember. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, that's pretty awesome. So, so you were, how old when that happened? I was 17, 18. Okay. Formative years. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So now, now you're done school. What, what did the future hold for you? I wanted to pursue a degree in commercial art. Okay. And so that's what I did. I ended up, uh, my parents had moved to Florida, and so I went to Florida, and I went to Tampa College, and I earned an associate's degree in commercial art. Okay. uh, Which was wonderful. I was doing a lot of, uh, again, technical things, but they were also, uh, had me doing Prismacolor pencils and doing portraits. Oh, cool. And it was awesome and amazing, and I felt like this is the place that I'm supposed to be. And I loved every moment of it. And then, you know, you graduate from college. And then I, I started to have, I had my portfolio and I was <laughs> going on job interviews. And I'm like, this is the one. Yeah. And I would show them my portfolio and they would like, 
this is great, Rosa, but what do you know with computer graphics? Oh. And I said, well, not much. And they would say, thank you, but this is not the so position the computer, for you. So the computer graphics thing loomed too large, huh? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, I suppose, really very different. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. different. Very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a timing thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, but you obviously knew that that was a passion. What did you do? How did you, how did you handle that? Uh, well, after so many no's, yeah. you sort of just put things on the shelf. Yeah. And I remember, you know, then I got married and then it was five years after that. Then I had my first born and, mm-hmm. and I never went back to it. Really? And so it's been, you could say, hidden. Okay. For many, many years. Um, and then I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease that almost took my life. Oh, my um, gosh. Really? Yeah. And I didn't even know Lyme disease could be oh, like yeah. that toxic. Yeah. It was it was a very hard period. Ooh. I lost two years of just pain. Um, oh, you poor thing. And then I was, um, I was healed from it because I... My faith is in God, and mm-hmm. uh, He walked me through that. And then from there, I was sharing, and I shared a little bit about how I was in a um, at a friend's home, and they were having a, a study, and someone had prayed for me, and they had said, "Well, I, I see you painting," and I'm thinking, "Painting? That's not commercial art." And I didn't know how to put the pieces together, and and so I'm like, after that, I thought. Maybe I could give this whole painting thing a try. Wow! And I and it was watercolor, which I've never even. I just that wasn't my sure. gifting. Um, right. And then I started, and it started in my my little closet, my little prayer closet, art closet, and that's where I started to kind wow. of like bring that about. So that is so cool. I mean, the real journey, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. journey where it began and mm-hmm. life happens in the interim. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you said actually a lot of things that performers go through, mm-hmm. I will tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, the trajectory of the performing life is the same if the, if the singer, no matter how talented, no matter how graced they are with mm-hmm. the gift, uh, the nose wear them down, right? You go to these audition after mm-hmm. audition after audition and... Um, you know, it's a killer. It's a killer. And and for the for the performing artist, it's expensive, mm-hmm. right? Because you yes. have to pay mm-hmm. to stay over somewhere, prep to make sure you're in good shape, right? Which mm-hmm. means you have to eat, you have to sleep, mm-hmm. um, go and have that audition and hope hope for the best. But no matter what it is, you still got to pay to go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a tough life. And I think that, you know, some people just feel like you said, you know, with timing or things happening, mm-hmm. um, they they go on to something else, you know, mm-hmm. but you never know what's going to happen. Right. That's the one thing we have to learn. You never know what's come around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you started to develop um, a different, right, trajectory from that art. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it started with watercolor, she said? With watercolor, which I've never done before. I never really did anything oh, like cool. that. So, so how, how did you get back into it? What did you? So I just started in my prayer closet and I began to do just swatches here and there and then that led to hmm, I, 
I should get some watercolor paper. I should. uh, And I started to buy supplies slowly. (laughs) Um, Very good. And then I found that when I would enter, you know, an art store, that very same feeling since I was young almost began to bubble up within me. Yeah. And uh, I remember going with my daughter and I was like, I just need a second. I just looking at the colors and looking at all the art supplies and they're like, mom. And I'm like, I'm sorry. But it just, (laughs) it just relived something that I thought was lost. Yeah, absolutely. It probably was, you know, the semblance of memory or Mm -hmm. uh, your experience that was such a positive thing. Mm -hmm. And now you're in a place and environment that's sparking that. Yeah. Totally Totally understandable. Yeah. So this was pretty late. This was after you've had your children. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Was it recent? Has it it been recent? I'd say it's been about six years. Okay. In the making. It's pretty pretty Uh recent. Okay. Are you still using watercolor or? I am. And I began to just slowly, you know, touch it. And then another moment of life comes in and I ended up having a diagnosis of breast cancer. Oh, and so that kind of, I stopped. Right. And, but I have to say when life, you know, shows up and there are these stumbling blocks or hardship, I didn't walk it like I thought I would not that I would have ever thought of walking right. uh, uh, something so severe, but all of a sudden, I just clung to my faith, and then joy spurred up in the midst of it. And mm-hmm. my husband and I walked through it with laughter, which is, I remember going through uh, a visit to the doctors, and him and I got the giggles. And I had to tell him there are patients in here mm-hmm. and we need to be mindful. But I never felt like cancer was this big giant in my life. Yeah. Uh, I just walked it under my heart's posture of grace and peace. And that's what pulled me through. Sure. And then in the midst of that, I did begin more painting and um and then it be, comes back it, it came back strongly and i remember uh i really felt an impression in my heart to paint for a particular a uh, woman who's been such a dear friend of mine and um and that took that painting took about five months to finish uh-huh. and on the fifth day of the fifth month, fifth month yeah I completed it, and it was a lion, and it spoke to her, and I knew that I knew that this is something different. It's not like when I started when I was young, but this was in a trajectory that's completely different from how I began art. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wait a minute, it's not just painting and watercolor, it's moving the heart of those that may receive it. Indeed. That's what art is, right? Mm-hmm. The moving of others through whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever vessel you're using, yeah. right, to mm-hmm. promote it. Very interesting stuff. So, where are you today with regards to um, with regards to your art in your life? I am finishing up a particular painting that's going to be released 
once that is released, and I really feel this very strongly, uh, that my porcelain watercolor palette is going to be filled. And in that filling, in the completeness of filling that watercolor palette, my journey is going to be to create for nonprofit organizations or those who are voices for the least of those. Mm -hmm. And I would love to partake with those kind of communities and potentially give them most of the profits of the sale of that print and then move that way. Uh -huh. That's what I feel anyway. Sure. Um, That's a pretty specific feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you probably have it pretty much mapped out how mm -hmm. that's going to work, which is interesting, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're not, you're not discovering anything. You're now well on the journey mm -hmm. to uh, promoting yeah. what you want to do, which is really cool. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, huh? Mm -hmm. All yeah. the different, you know, give and takes in there, and here you are, mm -hmm. um, just waiting to put it into action. Yes. Yeah? yeah. What made you paint your first painting you said was a lion, mm -hmm. the lion for your friend? Mm -hmm. So what made you come up with that? It was an impression in my heart during a time of quiet prayer. And I remember... It was a very, it's a very strong impression in my heart that I can't move from it, that you know without a shadow of a doubt that this is going to not just touch someone, but you're being directed in that way. Okay. And that's how it all started. <coughs> and so... Um, that's so cool. Yeah. That's just an interesting, you know, lion, mm -hmm. you know, of all, mm -hmm. of all things, right? Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Excuse me. Got a chuck, a tickle in my throat. All right. Um, so do you do this right now in any capacity that's like your own business? No, I don't. Uh, this has all been sort of, <coughs> it's still in a quiet place. I'm still not surrounded by too many voices right now. I'm sort of like in a place of stillness. Um, I, I will share a quick story. When my husband and I celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary, my husband had taken me to um, the um, Castle in the Clouds because they were oh, going to beautiful. be beautiful. Yeah. And so we stayed up north and it was lovely in a bed and breakfast. And I remember we had, we were walking through the castle in the uh, clouds and there was a fair, there was a fair that was going on and many different artisans were there. And I was like, well, this is just lovely. And we were in the barn and we were making our way until I saw this woman who was surrounded by paintings and I've never heard, I've never known about her before. And I, my feet stuck to the to the flooring of that old barn. And uh, my husband's like looking and watching everything. And I just, I froze. And it's because every time I see something that is moving through art, I take moments. Sure. And I remember I just going slowly through each painting and I was blown away. And uh, 
So that was a moment. That was a moment. Yeah. And it was interesting because this woman, and I see all these paintings, paints with her right hand only. And she finger paints oils. Oh goodness. Unbeknownst to me. And I'm thinking, what is this? And she has a tremor. And this came about from a very freak accident that her and her husband were in. They were struck by lightning. And her name is... Mary Jane Q. Cross, Mary Cross. Oh, my goodness. And so I stood there, and uh, we got to chatting and talking, and before I knew it, she says, Oh, Rose Scott, I'm so glad that you've come to visit me here, Um, and you're celebrating your anniversary, and I'd like to give you a print. And I thought, Oh, no, no, it's okay. Uh, And she persisted, and she stood in front of me, and she places this print into my hands, very cool. And I froze. No? I froze. And um, that's that's a, that's the kind of thing that gives people the chills because you know what? Everybody can sort of um, remember moments like that, important mm-hmm. moments. We're going to take a quick break here, Rosa. WKXL, 1450 AM, 10, 103.9, sorry, point FM in Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. back here at WKXL Artful Living and your host Jane Cormier today at WKXL 1450 AM 103.9 FM in Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester and uh, Artful Living has some pretty cool guests and today we have Rosa Kutcher who is with us and Rosa has been telling us about her journey her pretty cool journey as a painter and uh, this last segment, she was telling us about uh, meeting this other painter. Um, she was really struck by the moment of when she was within the barn, I guess, where this painter's work were being hung, were mm-hmm. hung for display or exhibit or whatever. And uh, so tell us, you had told us uh, about that. Now, what happens after that? So <laughs> she had placed, she places this painting in front of me and it's a picture of a bride and the bride has a sword, and the bride, her leg is upon a, um, a rock. And on oh my goodness. the part where she is holding the sword, there is a dove. And, and so I'm looking at this, and I'm like, wow. And she says, this painting is called The Remnant of America. And I thought, oh, I, I mean, goodness. all of this was just taking my breath away. Right. All I could think of on the way home, it took us about two hours to get home. And all I could say was, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my, I just, there was no words to describe what had just happened. And I knew something tangible had just taken place. Right. And I tucked, I tucked that away in my heart and I pondered those moments. And unbeknownst to me, she would contact me. Uh, later on, okay. um, it was in 2019, and she said, you know, Rosa, and she's also a poet, oh. um, and she had shared through her email, I, I had forgotten, I had shared, I was would love to have you over, and we can have some tea, and, and she said, and we never did that, and so 
I'm ex- and she remembered that. And she remembered that. And she <clears throat> extended this invitation. And she says, but Rosa now, I just want to make it very clear <laughs> that I live uh, a very, um, she doesn't live inside a city. It's okay. very you rural. Know, rural, out of the way. And she has done that intentionally. So there, she's a master artist sure. that I didn't know at the time. Yeah. And she, most of her paintings have gone around the globe. They've been at Sotheby's. Her, what is her name again? Her name is Mary Jane Q. Cross. Q. Cross. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh, and so she said, so uh, just want to let you know that you cannot find my home with your GPS. And I thought, oh, wow, <laughs> it's really out there. Yeah. But, but I ventured out on my own, and I just remember this overwhelming peace. And my heart felt as if the words that were being spoken was, get ready to receive. That's awesome. And I thought, receive what? And I'm just driving, and uh, we went in, and she showed me her. Where did she live? Um, she lives near... I can't. I can't really remember her 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 address no. because it's so out of. It's up north. It's about two hours okay, north. Okay, so it's North Country. Oh yeah, okay. very up there. So um, okay. so she had invited me into her um, where she paints, and and I remember walking in, and I thought, I've never seen paintings this large before. They were larger than me oh my um, goodness. Hume, just gigantic and they were all around her and, Amazing. and she had set this little table and <laughs> she said uh tea and she had lunch and so she I was, was ready yeah it was just the timing yeah. of all of it and I remember saying Mary Jane that's the painting that you placed into my hands and it was hanging up on the wall oh my and she said, yes, it is. And so she began to talk about it. And then I looked behind me at the door and I see this sword hanging right by the door. And I looked at the painting and I'm looking back <laughs> at the door and there's this sword. And I said, Mary Jane, is that the sword from the painting? Mm-hmm. And she looks at me and she says, why, yes, it is. And she proceeded to go over to where the door was and she picked up the sword and I'm like, Oh, my. Yeah. And then she went ahead and said, and she extended her hands out, and she says, take it. And I thought, oh, oh, wow. And she placed it in my hands, and I've never held a sword before. Yeah. It was quite Pretty heavy. heavy. Oh, yeah. And it was beautiful. <clears throat> and it had engravings on it, and it, um, and it had uh, just tabernacle. And, oh, how beautiful. Uh, it was just amazing and beautiful and all I could think of was, what is happening here? Yeah. Interesting. It, she... Yeah, it was just one of those moments where it's very, it's a pivotal moment, mm-hmm. very instrumental. And, um, and we chat every once in a while. And uh, she's just one of those people that there are very few people that touch your inner places. Right. And I believe she was placed there for a reason. Sure. Well, she certainly probably, you know, offered you something that, Mm -hmm. you know, sped up the impetus maybe for you to Mm -hmm. 
you told us that your goal was to create so that you could give it away, right? Yes. And, and support, you know, worthy, whatever it would, you know, whatever you would choose. Mm -hmm. So maybe it came from that meeting. Yes. You know, that what do they say? You have to keep the well full. Yeah. Right? And maybe mm -hmm. she was the person that was keeping the well full. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Did she give you the sword or? No, but she <clears throat> did pray for me. And what is interesting is uh, she had a scarf um, and she had went into her art. Um, it wasn't a, it was like this wardrobe of art. Okay. And I thought, oh goodness. And she had this scarf and she said, Rosa, this scarf, I wore in a picture and um, in a painting that she had painted was behind her and it was oh. massive and one of her beautiful friends was right next to her and she was wearing a scarf and she says today I give you this scarf oh. and it was pretty much a representation of releasing a mantle upon my life sure for the arts a big time one I'm big, sure very big <laughs> <clears throat> that is awesome. So that was in 2019? It was in 2019. <clears throat> Have you seen her recently? I haven't, but we do. Uh, we are either on the phone. Okay. Um, they, they are very few and far between. Yeah. Um, she sends me messages and uh, it really is as if you're sitting to listen to a poet. Mm -hmm. The way that she speaks, um, every painting has... Um, poetry that is attached to it. Really? It's stunning. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she writes the poem and then mm -hmm. does the painting. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. And she does have uh, doves um, she does. in her art gallery. Okay. And, uh, Interesting. And it w w she actually placed the dove that was in the painting. And she says, this is the one. And I was like, well, that's just lovely. <laughs> I think That's I was, cool. um, I think I had melted at that point, but, um, but it was just a beautiful time of fellowship. I mean, very special, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, for even someone that's outside of the experience, we can catch that, right? Mm -hmm. How do you spell Mary Jane's last name? Across, a C-R-O-S-S. Right. But, but you said Mary Jane Q? Mm -hmm. So yep. I believe it's, it might've been Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N. Oh, Quinn Cross. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. I'm, I'm going to take a peek myself after we're done and, and do some uh, research because she sounds just magnificent. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so so where are you now in your project to produce and, and create um, something for someone, someone else? I think I'm... At the precipice okay. of jumping. Okay, good. Which is scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't know. Will you fall? Will you? Will you? I don't know. And so I'm just. You'll be fine. I'm just in that place right now. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, it does. It's obvious that you're a real person of faith, mm -hmm. right? And and I have always believed. And you'd be amazed at how you have to really soft pedal this in in my world of music. <clears throat> I have always believed that creation comes from God and art is creation and it's always new and it's always an ongoing, mm -hmm. you know, relationship between he and us if we're open for it, right? You have to be willing to accept it, um, but it always does great things. And that doesn't mean it's always successful, but it always does great things. 
And uh, that relationship for an artist, and I don't care what the artist is, if they're poet, I don't care if they're, you know, painter, dancer, or singer, actor. Um, I believe that that's what is the difference between very good and great, mm-hmm. is that the great artist has opened up to that level, and that reality is, is formed in the art that they offer. Mm-hmm. I really believe it. Faith for... I think some artists um, is their lifeline. And I, I really think you're probably one of those people. You know, this precipice, eh. <laughs> don't worry about a jump. You're going you're gonna to be just fine on the other side there. No doubt about it. So that's really cool. Yeah. I, it's interesting because uh, a quiet prayer that I had prayed was God, if, you place it back into my journey. Then I'm going to give it back as an offering unto you. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Amen. We're going to take a very short break here and come back and, and uh, have another little segment with Rosa and uh, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and our new transmission 101.9 FM in Manchester. And don't forget that all of our programs on WKXL can be found at NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So we're back here at Artful Living with our guest, Rosa Kucher. And uh, this, this gal has quite, quite a story to tell that we've been enjoying our conversation. Um, and one thing that we said before the, um, before the break was, uh, Rosa, you said that when this was brought back into your life, uh, your thought was, is, well, you've brought it back, God, into my life, and I'm going to give it back to you, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that that's going to be more than enough to get you going on your trajectory. Um, and as soon as you said that, I can tell you that the number of times, you know, as an operatic soprano, and in a time, don't forget, when I was singing, you know, we didn't have all phones. There was no, you were off doing your own thing and you were alone mm-hmm. a lot because you couldn't go out and talk, right? Mm-hmm. You could, no way if you're living in Vienna that you're going to be able to see your family in Massachusetts, right? Or communicate with them. Yeah. You had to sort of cultivate an alone time. And um, a huge portion of my alone time was that relationship you're talking about. And I can remember being on some pretty impressive, um, beautiful places to sing. And two or three seconds before it would go, there'd be that inner moment of, okay, God, you know, this one's for you. I'm going to do the best I can. And off it would go. Off it would go. And fortunately, you know, usually worked pretty well. But I, I do, I'm a big believer in that relationship being the most creative relationship a human being can enjoy in the arts. Mm. I know that there's a lot of composers, you'd be amazed to know, how in, in the studies of uh, aesthetics, which was part of my undergrad degree, aesthetics, the study of art, right? Mm. Whatever genre you're talking about. I was always perplexed by the number of, you know, atheists or agnostics in the art world mm-hmm. you know when when you were talking about the 1900s to like 1930 
you know, down, you know, starting in the 1400s or 1300s when we start active study, right? Uh, God was in everything. God was in the music. If you painted, you usually painted for God, you know, in everything. And then it kind of changed around the 1900s. And we began to be able to separate creativity and beauty Mm. and art from God. And I don't believe that we've benefited from it. I don't believe Mm so. You know, Um, where are we in 2022 with that? What do you think? I agree. Yeah. And it's a sobering place to even look at. Contemplate. Yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I understand that everybody has their own beliefs and, and I'm perfectly content, you know, to, to live mm-hmm. in with other human beings that have mm-hmm. these different beliefs. Um, but feeling that faith so strongly, uh, you really have to learn how to how do you engage it with someone that's on the other side that doesn't have the faith, mm-hmm. right? And you can't have that discussion with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's their, that If they don't want to have that relationship, they don't have to have that relationship. So you can't proselytize it, right? right, right. Um, but I do believe you can hardwire through art. Mm-hmm. I think we're all hardwired. My, my, my hypothesis between God and the artist <clears throat> or maybe you could just say God and every human being, I don't know, is that we're all hardwired to our creator. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we accept that, right, is a different discussion, but we're all hardwired. And when we allow that to be an open circuit, so to speak, there's no bad that comes out of it at all. Yeah. And even someone that maybe is on that side to be an agnostic that's not sure, you can, you can get in with mm-hmm. the beauty of the art mm-hmm. that you offer without saying it. Yes. I, I know we don't talk about that ever, but I've always had that really in my head, the forethought in my teaching. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about any of this in my teaching. In some ways, it doesn't belong there, right? Yes. But front and center it's right there baby Mm -hmm. and you know i I don't see that changing i'm too old to change now and i don't know that i would if i could so Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah what do you think about that the forefront of someone who has faith and art that relationship how does that work in your mind and of course it's an individual right it's sure expression yep um but with me personally, it is a lot bigger than me. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just a vessel yes. to be used. And if he chooses me, mm-hmm. then I will walk it out honoring him mm-hmm. while I honor others as well. Of course. And I won't have to be this. I won't have to use a megaphone. That's right. Because what's going to be displayed and the message that's going to be coming forth from it right. will be a message to the heart of man. That's right. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. And it's, it, but that is the highest form of art. Mm-hmm. I believe that that, you know, Beethoven, Mozart, the great composers were great musicians, but they had great faith 
And I believe that's why their music is still viable and, and live and, and, and growing even in 2022. Mm-hmm. Not that anybody's going to necessarily recognize the imprint of God overtly, but that's why it lasts. Mm-hmm. There's no mistake. You know, I really believe that. And it's funny, you said something that I always tell my students in teaching voice, uh, you know, singers, especially emerging singers or opera singers can be a funny bunch, right? They, they, it's hard to get out there and be in front of people and sing, you know, a lot of insecurities and all of that. Right. But for the great singers, they are vessels. They are vessels through using the voice to bring their higher art to, to hopefully make a, a, a higher uh, expression, right. Mm-hmm. For the audience. And you cannot do that. If you get in the way, mm-hmm. you have to be an empty vessel. Mm-hmm. Take all the practice, take all the hours, all the learning, all of the human experience, mm-hmm. push it to the side. That's working in the brain, but you have to have the, let the vessel use the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the messaging right there. Mm-hmm. It's implicit in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So going forward, what do you see? What, what, do you, what do you actually see coming forth now after you jump this precipice? What's going to happen? I'm going to watch the boundaries of my heart first and foremost, um, just because that's going to be what's going to be coming forth is going to be a message from the heart to the heart of those that are meant to receive it. Mm -hmm. And so I may be also in a place of being uh, quiet and not letting many voices come in because <clears throat> I want to honor. It is crucially important that I honor what's been placed into my hands. Right. And it's important. Not getting in the way of right. it. Yeah. Let it flow. And steward it well. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I think anybody talking to you knows that you're going to do that. That's pretty. Yeah, that's a sure thing. Yeah, absolutely. So our guest today is Rosa Kutcher. Uh, Rosa, where do you live? In Nashua. So uh, in Nashua. So Rosa was actually sharing with us um, her life history in this segment, uh, all of the challenges, some with health, um, overcoming them and rediscovering after having kids and the marriage and and all that brings um, a, a reawakening to her love for painting and how her faith has mixed with that. Um, and I guess her goal is going to go out and paint and be able to offer those paintings to organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that last week I actually had an autistic woman uh, who is doing exactly the same thing? And um, she has been painting for, you know, 15 years. Uh, she has serious medical challenges as well, mental challenges, mm-hmm. and uh, is already has her own little shop online. Mm-hmm. And she sells her paintings and gives proceeds to uh, Special Olympics, to mm-hmm. uh, church groups in, in the area, um, in much the same frame that you're talking. So mm-hmm. how strange is that, that in, in two weeks, the same message is coming out wow. of um, Artful Living. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, I think you're going to be great. I think that uh, your your message is one that a lot of people listening can can understand and enjoy mm-hmm. and get something from. So thank you so much for coming out today, Rosa. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it.
uh, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. This is Jane Cormier signing off on another segment of Art for Living, and hopefully we will be with you again next week. Have a great day.